Welcome to the Angel Face Halloween special. I'm really excited. We are here with my friend Suzanne. Suzanne was on the podcast uh, last year, I think, or maybe 2020. I can't remember, but I will link that episode if you guys missed it in the show notes. You can check it out. But to begin, I just would love to have you just briefly introduce yourself. And then today we're going to be doing some fun Halloween stuff. I did not hear that sound. So will you play it for us one more time? <laughs> oh, the sound? This? Yeah, there we go. I was, I was waiting on that sound and I could not hear it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> anyway, welcome, y'all. This is my friend, Suzanne. And let's get started. So Suzanne, will you just introduce yourself to us? Hi, my name is Suzanne. I am a Karuna Reiki master and an animal Reiki master and a lover of all things dark and light and psychic and spooky and witchy and all things natural and just everything supernatural. Yeah, I'm really excited. I wanted, I asked Suzanne to do this with me because I wanted to do kind of like a fun Halloween centric episode where we could kind of talk about some aspects of mediumship that I think are a little bit um, almost sensationalized. Like they're a little bit in the media, like things like talking boards and spirit boards and things like that. So I kind of wanted to talk to Suzanne about some of her personal experiences using these different tools and then we're also going to do a really special exciting healing meditation at the end for everyone so I've been very excited planning this with you but um to start I would just want to know do you have a favorite Halloween movie oh Favorite Halloween movie? Oh, it has to be Halloween. I think I saw it at the movies <laughs> when it opened up. Um, I think that's my favorite, I would say, because it's not, um, I love more fright, less gore. And in that, those movies, you don't see that, you don't see a lot of the gore happening you see the aftermath you know it's more the chase it's more the chase yeah so you were saying to me like before we started this what we were kind of talking about when you look at a horror movie it might not be actually that monster that's scaring you there's like an underlying kind of energy or message connected to that movie for you specifically would you share with us what you said to me about why you might be scared of um, Michael Myers I have come to realize through my healing journey that Michael Myers represents love 
and that I have a great fear of love, like real like vibe love that some of us never get to experience. I really believe that that's what he represents. He keeps coming up, keeps coming up. Um, so it makes you step back and really think about your fears and how, how they present themselves to you. Um, because that had to happen. That was a cycle over and over that happened for me. It kept showing up on my Instagram. It would show up in certain cycles and it really got me thinking about it. Um, I also just recently watched the haunting of Hill house on Netflix and there's so much in there. Um, like metaphors of fear, if you really step back and, and, and look at the roles that people play in, in certain scary movies and what the fears are that makes them run. And I think that, you know, when we really step back and, and understand that they're easier to face and maybe slay, you know, yeah, and that's like really what we're going to be doing with our meditation tonight is really like kind of focusing on okay we can be scared of this monster but what is really yeah behind that mask and then um you know halloween there's a new one out this year and it's called halloween ends and it's like the that's it there's no more michael myers movies so hmm. who knows what that means to me we'll see oh that's very interesting very. I do want to say what another really great movie is um, The Others. Mm, I remember seeing that when I was a kid. Because that's a movie you can watch and then be surprised and then watch it again with different eyes. And it's a whole different movie. When you, when you watch it once, you watch it again as a different movie. So really, and I really love that. Mm. I like that movie too. I think for me, I like the classics. I love like the cheesy TV type of Halloween movies. I love watching The Worst Witch. Did you ever see that? It's like a made-for-TV with Tim Curry's in it. And he's so hot in it. (laughs) As a little kid, I thought he was... I always saw he was hot like in every movie. (laughs) Frank and Fritter. Yeah, in that movie and in Muppet Treasure Island for some reason. (laughs) I love that. But I always like to watch that movie. But it's like, a, um, I think as a kid, I really identified with that because she was like, not, she, she, the Mildred, the witch character was like, not good at what she does. And she was like, always late and like, messy. And it felt to me, like I identified with her. So I would always like to watch that. But I think the scary, and I've said this on my podcast before, but like the scariest kind of movies to me are like the demon kind of movies. And I think for me, that comes down to control. Like I'm scared of the idea of possession because I don't want something like taking control of me. So that's my biggest problem is like fear of letting go, fear of, yeah, not having control. And I think it's so interesting when you do start to look at scary movies and things like that from a different perspective, or you do enough healing work that you're not afraid of certain things anymore. I personally find that I'm not that afraid of scary movies anymore. Like everything doesn't even look real to me anymore. It's really interesting because watching the the Haunting Hill house was 
there were some scary things that would have scared you. There was a like one jump scare in there that scared me, but like the the scary, we're I believe we're conditioned to think scary, ugly means scary. Yeah, and that's not true when you can see truly, truly see. Yeah. Um, nothing is ugly and nothing, therefore nothing is scary anymore. It's very, been an interesting journey with that for me. That's been a big thing with me with con- like beginning to connect further and further with like my clairvoyance and connecting with my spirit guides. Like one of the kind of things that came up around like not seeing them was like being scared that they would be ugly. Right. <laughs> and then I would be scared of them and then I would feel bad. But it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting that condition in our mind. Like a thing something is not beautiful and aesthetic, like we're fearful of it. And like what even we think is Yeah. And and that right. And so once you get past that, it's really liberating. There yeah. it is. So I'll have to watch the new Halloween. I will too. So I wanted to talk to you about some of your experiences with this. Like I, so just to explain to people who are listening, if you are unfamiliar with mediumship, there's different aspects of mediumship. So tonight we're going to be talking about what we describe as physical mediumship. So the idea is that we're basically connecting with spirit So that could be your loved ones, that could be your higher self, your spirit guides. Um, There's many different ways that we can connect, but we're using a tool and or there's some kind of like physical evidence of spirit coming through to us. So one big example, I wore my Ouija board sweatshirt today, like Ouija board or talking board or like the spirit board. That's a big kind of tool that people use for physical mediumship. So you can actually see the board moving like when we're pulling cards you know it's not technically physical mediumship a card might jump out of the deck and we could count that as a physical like sign to us that's not really what we're talking about today it's more about like um different how do you say that divination 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 tools that people have used for a long time Um, And I know you took a class where you got to practice a couple of different techniques. So I just want to kind of hear about some of those experiences. Um, I did. I don't know what the best one to start with is. So can I, I think the best one to start with is the one that every, every, well, listen to me, every little girl, so many girls, definitely in my generation um, was levitation at birthday parties. Like, that was the best thing about sleepover parties that we could do levitation. (laughs) And my experiences with that, um, you know, in hindsight, the fact that I was a girl at the head telling the story about whoever we were going to lift up doesn't surprise me that we could all stand up and put our hands over our head with this girl's body on our four fingers. I get it now, but at the time it really freaked us out. Um, yeah, birthday party levitation was everything. And there would be, you know, the girl lay on the floor, we shut the lights off. You needed at least five. So one at the head, one at the toes, two on each side. And we would tell a story of how she died. 
my favorite was like, she fell through the ice, ice skating, and they couldn't pull her out in time. And then you say she's um, light as a feather and thick as a board. And we're going to count to five. We're going to lift her up. And we would lift her up every time. And then usually who's ever getting lifted up opens her eyes and screams and we drop her. That was the, but we really, I didn't know at the time, like we knew what we were doing, but we didn't know what we were doing, but we were doing something and it was really interesting. So that was like childhood stuff. And yeah, maybe I don't think I ever played with a Ouija board. Honestly, I had an aunt who claimed to be a witch, but it was all, it was like a family joke. So, but I, I think she really is, but it was just played off that way. Um, so about 10 years ago, I took a uh, physical medium course and it was six weeks. Each week we did one, uh, I guess, divination. And there were things that um, one week was flame cards. One week was trumpet. One week was automatic writing. One week was spirit board. One week was table chipping and one week was channeling. Mm -hmm. And it was such a great experience. And I hadn't done a lot of healing work on myself. Wasn't doing any Reiki or anything like that. Um, How did you get interested in taking this class? There was a woman that had this, place where she would do like angel readings and things like that. Um, and I just used to go and do, I did like a, couple, a, like a new age shop kind of thing where like yeah. candles and stuff. It was not really a shop. It was more of a place where she held events. So she would have, she would have like John Holland came in and did spirit reading and she'd have different people come in and read and call in spirit for people. You know, those um, like John Edward does. Yeah. You know, like a medium, like medium. a, uh, platform reading is what they're called collecting with connecting with your loved ones that kind of thing she would do events more of things like that so she offered this one course and one of my friends was like hey do you want to do that and I said okay um you know very open to it didn't really know uh what I was getting into so we did flame cards and flame so card- before that have you sorry to interrupt but I need okay. the details okay. so before that did you ever do a mediumship reading with anyone or have you ever done mediumship before you took the class? You know, I had gotten my cards done. I dabbled. I dabbled. I've had really good readings in my life. Really accurate. Um, but, you know, you get them when you need them. Um, so you were familiar with like the concept? Yes. And more interested in it at that time. I, I, I was um, really interested in, in like, learning physical uh, learning mediumship connecting with spirit that kind of stuff was this before you did reiki way before i did reiki yes um i definitely had the calling but wasn't really sure where to begin so i just jumped into whatever came my way in hindsight i wasn't ready for um psychic medium work yeah I just think since I've done all the healing work, I'm much more clear and I get, I'm much more easier to connect with spirit. Um, so each week we did one, one of these, there six, six themes and we did one every week. So 
um, the flame cards. I'll start with those because those are easy and those are fun. So you basically would take a postcard, uh, an index card, and light a candle and you hold it over it for just a short amount of time and let the the flame of the candle leave like a shadow burn. Like don't light it on fire, but just put it close enough that it- Just like the marking. Yeah. So we each did two and they were so different. I think one of mine was barely, I had one that looked like three people. um, There's one I know you showed to me a long time ago. I think that was the one. It was three, it looked like three people, uh, women with like almost like a head veil on. Um, and then I had another one that looked like a snake it came out like an S mm. some people would put the card on, get one thing and then put another one and get nothing. It was really an interesting thing and anybody can do it. It's just, it's need a camel and some index cards. So that was interesting. Um, you might get something that looks like a word and then you kind of read. So it's a little, I guess it's a little clairvoyant, right? Are you using your sight? You're looking at it and, and, you know, I get interpreting the symbolism. Yeah. Or interpreting like how the light I get. So I look at light, light and shadow on reflecting on things. You can see so much sometimes. Um, So then we did another week of trumpet. Trumpet is something that they did in the Victorian time. These were kind of like Victorian parlor games. They felt very past life to me as well. I was going to say, I feel like something has come up around that trumpet before with you in like a reading that I did for you. I think it did. Yeah, I think you're right. That might have been how we started talking about it. I can't remember. That probably was. Um, But yeah, basically this was kind of like 18, I would late 1800s, early 1900s, like uh, New England kind of uh, the, what is it called? spiritualists movement yes Yes. and I I do believe in my past life I was really involved in that I even said to the girls that I was with I said I think we did this in a parlor and drank whiskey out of teacups I really felt that that we had like a little secret you know men have their cigar rooms well we had our parlor and whiskey teacups well Um, and it was kind of the first um one what I think is really interesting like mediumship in that time was kind of the first uh position that a woman could have to earn income or make money like they were allowed to be a medium and take money for readings which there's not a lot of jobs they were allowed to do no and it still feels really secret to me though and some in you know oh yeah definitely not like listed in the yellow pages no people were still so judgy yeah um so trumpet was interesting because can you explain to us the process Sure. But like, so we all sat around the table and the, so each of these, these, these subjects who have divination, we had like, you know, the lead teacher was the the psychic. You have to have like a psychic to, I guess, ground the whole process. So she, the teacher was the grounder. And so she just did an opening and called in spirit and she's holding this, um, trumpet and it's shaped like almost like a trumpet you'd see on a Christmas tree. It's almost like the things that people would put in their ear if they couldn't hear. Like a little horn. Yeah. Just a little like cone shaped piece of metal. 
but it was okay. it was rounded on the end so you could put it up to your ear. You put it up to your ear. So she would kind of let spirit guide her hand through the across to the table and we passed it. And then you you could be holding it and everybody would put it up to the ear. That was the the process. So she'd hand it over to one person, they put it up there here if they're guided to, right? And most and everybody was guided to. And you could either hear or not. I did hear something. I heard a little like you could hear something in there. Um, I, I also feel it's something that you have to keep doing regularly to build the connection with it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if you do it every week in a month, you'll hear it very clearly. Um, so she'd pass it along the table and then it got back to me. And sometimes you'd leave the table with it. It would pick you up. It would like lead your hand over and you'd have to get up. Like you could feel the energy. Yeah, it was almost, it would almost like float your arm around, you know, Mm. you here. And then, so what was interesting was the beginning of that class, there was um, a conversation I had with somebody about buying Oracle cards for my nieces. And I was looking at them and it was right off to the side of the table. And I was looking at them going, I wonder which ones I should get for her and which ones should I get for her? So when it was my turn with the trumpet, the trumpet moved my hand, moved me off the table, took me over to the card section and pointed to two decks. And I said my niece's name and it pointed to one. And I said the other and it rolled my hand to another. Wow. And I did it one more time just to, to cross T's and dot I's and go, Is that, did that really just happen? And it was the same. And then it sat me back down. It was really, it was, you know, we can get like a clear message through the ear. But you could feel it. It was really interesting. So that was two. And then um, the spirit boards were were interesting because we didn't use a traditional Ouija. We used, she had all different ones. I have one, um, I have like an angel board. Doreen Virtue put one out once upon a time. Um, Before, the before days. The before days. Before Jesus. Um, I still have it. I bought it on eBay. It's, That's it's, probably worth a lot of money now. It's not even open. Um, Save that. I have a psychic <laughs> board. She had um, little different boards that were the same idea of a witch board, but some of them were Zodiac themed. They were, yeah. they were interesting. Um, it's so basically we, like using letters to ask yes and no questions or using a like a tool to ask yes or no questions. And then there's letters so you can spell out specific things. Yes. And then people like when, when messages came in with the Zodiac one, they'd come in, Oh, it's a Leo. It's things like that. It was, that was interesting. interesting. So we tried the three, we had like three turns. She had like six boards. Um, And there was my husband's grandmother came through to me and I had never met her before. But she was somebody who I always felt was around me in spirit when my kids were babies. And, you know, if I was having a hard day, I just always felt her. And I would say, I know I didn't know her, but I feel like she's around me. And she came through. And um, his grandfather had recently passed. And she said he was away at school. 
temporarily. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I asked her to validate if she was with me, um, helping me, supporting me. And she said, yes, which I thought was so interesting. So that wasn't a really nice message to get. And I was also told to drive a little slower (laughs) on the highway. Yes. On the highway in the snow, drive a little slower, slower. So that was fun. Um, and then how were the other people in the class? Like, did they have experience with this or was it kind of like a mixed group? It was a really aligned experiences. I don't remember a lot of them specifically, um, with that particular one, because a lot of the time, you know, I was so in awe of the messages I was getting. No, you weren't like paying attention to what everyone else was doing. Right. Um, I probably would be as much in awe now because it's so much a part of, you know, more of my life than it was then, but it was really, it was very cool. She never did the class again either. I wanted to do do it again because it was fun. Um, the uh, she never did it again. No. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. I it was and the teacher. I think moved on, but um, we did um, automatic writing. Have you ever done automatic writing? Yes, you have. That was really cool. Except we did it on big. Did you do it on a big piece of paper? Um, I will do it a lot in like jur- my journal and stuff. Yeah, I do that. Do That's like how I started um, doing the light language stuff. I can see that. Yeah, I do. I think I do. We do more automatic writing, like doodling, than we actually realize. Um, this was yeah. Just explain the process to anyone who's never done it. So we used a plan chat, which is kind of it's almost like what you use for a Ouija board, but you can put a pen in it. Oh, cool. It has a hole and you put a pencil in it and then you put your hand on it. So the pencil's coming up between your finger and you're on rolly. So she put a big big piece of paper out and you just let your arm go. And I got a message that said, dear sister, I love you. And I felt like it was somebody from a past life, clearly, because my sisters weren't, um, aren't past. Um, and then the teacher asked for a name and she said, Willow. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of an old name. You know, it's not, you can probably attach it to a, some period of time. It's not a very common name. So I feel it was just a sister from a past life, but it was a nice message because, um, it, I always felt like, um, I did have sisters that were kinder in other lives than I had in this life. So I felt that was an, it was a message I needed to hear at the time. Um, it was, it it was great feeling, you know, for you. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, to have all that. So dear, dear sister, I love you. Willow, like my hand was like, because it was big, it was a big piece of paper. It was very, very cool. Everybody was like, I've never done it like that. That's so cool. I usually just do it with a pen, you know, regular pen, but that's really nice. I think for beginners, because it's easy to like, not trust yourself and be like, am I just writing this? But if, if you're literally not 
holding the pen, then how can you explain that? Yeah. And, you know, in experiencing all these, these different divinations at that time, you know, you make such a good point that it's not that you don't trust yourself. You just have to like learn your, you know, and, and connect and trust your intuition. So when you don't have all these things happen, like, so, you know, your arms are always floating, you floated with the trumpet, floated with on the board, floated, and even the cards, you know, that was magic. Yeah. I would liken it to like, if never, if anyone's never experienced this one, you can and just try it. But I would liken the sensation to like, if you're, if you've ever done this when you're a little kid, you stand in the doorway and you press your arms really, really, really hard <gasps> against the door frame, And then you let go and you're just like, arms yes. go up like you without any control like you can't you're not moving your body like that's how it feels like you're you are not moving your body like your body is moving but it's not like an internal force that's moving you where that might feel scary it's just like you're floating like you have no weight like the gravity is just taken out and you're just moving like a little that's exactly how my doll. <laughs> yeah or when, sometimes when you get massaged they do it and they're yeah and they just take your arm and scoop you yeah around. yeah but you're really doing it they're not really you're guiding them but it just doesn't seem like that that's exactly how it is yeah uh, and it's not scary it can be scary but like i think it's all about um the context mm-hmm. like if you're doing it with your friends in a sleepover like you might get a little spooked out but if you're like taking a class and you're taking it seriously and you're setting this space like intentionally there's nothing to be scared of either way there's something to be scared of but it's like our mind can play tricks on us oh yes it can um what was the next one table tipping i've never done this i really want to i'm obsessed okay the, the woman that, uh, her name's Teresa Lally, she actually wrote a book on it. You can get it on Amazon and it tells you Very how cool. to do it, do it all. And I Wait, did will it. you spell it for me or turn it to me and I'll put it, I'll put it in the. Yeah, I'll, so I'll send you the, book, the book. I'll, yeah, I will. Um, I did practice this often. Um, I did the, I did the Ouija board and I did table tipping with these two friends for a period of time after that. And we can talk about that in a minute. So table tipping, table tipping is another one of those parlor, Victorian parlor um, divinations. You sit around a table, you can sit with, I think the smallest I've ever done was four. And I think the largest I've done is 12. And it has to be a, um, yeah, a um, pedestal style table, you know, which is that mean? So it's it's a round table. You wanted to use a round table. Oh, with the just one leg. And the one leg so that when it tips, it doesn't fall over. Mm. And there is a psychic medium that calls in spirit. So table tipping is a lot like the trumpet. You just have to keep doing it. You have to energize the, the tool. table. So the more you do it, the better it gets. I've only been able to do it personally with these other two people like we made it jump a little bit a little bit but I think I could probably I still have my table I did buy a table um at like an antique store and I I haven't tried it but I'm pretty sure I could work with it like you know if you me and a couple of people we know got around it we could probably move it 
almost. Let's see, we'll be in New Hampshire. I really would like to try that. So you sit around the table. She calls in spirit. She sets um, the tone and the table just starts. It just will like tip a little, just a little, a little, like almost like hop. And she'll ask, who are you here for? So the table will tip. And when it starts tipping, you start saying the alphabet, A, B. And every tip is a letter, C, D. And then say it's D. And it'll stop, won't tip again. So we'll go D and then it'll tip one more for yes. So you have a yes and a no and a letter. And you kind of play Scrabble with this table and you get messages. I've had um, really incredible experiences. In October of 2019, I did a four person table and my dad came through, my old boss came through. It was October, that's the month of my birthday. They told me happy birthday, um, that I would be working in a big room like 11 on Stranger Things. So I think it was Reiki. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like to move, move something with your hands. Telekinesis. Yeah, yeah like, like 11, big room, um, which, you know, I just think it's really the city is the big room. Um, but I had, so my, my dad came through first and he hugged, the table came to me. It was almost sideways and just sat and sat and sat and, Teresa um, was like, I, we, uh, we knew it was my dad because he spelled his name. And he sat, it was like two minutes. And she's like, he's so hugging you. Like wow. he hugged me for so long. It was with the table. Um, I had a guide come through that I had never met before. Somebody that was a living person before. And that I, didn't, I was not aware that he was a guide of mine. A spirit guide. Um, yes, he was my guide for, um, I think psychic mediumship. He was actually a spiritualist, uh, um, from England, very famous one. Oh, really? And, yeah. And this was the fall of 2019. And, um, that's right. That's before it, I think that's right before I met you. Yes, it was before we did the blow up. And so the messages now I can look back and see they were they were letting me know there's some stuff coming and, and the pandemic started right after that a couple months yeah. after within six months. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but that, so that, but do that you was have a- any videos by any chance? <laughs> of table tipping? Yeah. No, I, oh, wish. I wish I was like, Oh, then you could send them to you. I post them on, on the Instagram, but Oh, well, we'll have to, we'll have to, yes. we'll have to practice sometime. And the last one we did. I bet I can find like a video I can share with people so they can see what it looks like, but it'd just be cool if you had one. It is so cool. If anybody has ever has the chance to do it. Like, even if you look up online, there are a lot of people that do it. You'd be surprised. I should see if there's someone in my uh, area that does. I want to try it. Um, It's really a great experience. So fun. That first tip, if you've never done it is wild. I still like as much as I know what's what's real and accept all of this, it still leaves me in awe because it's, it's a physical 
you know, it's spirit moving a heavy table. Uh, but and it's that's what's so energy. crazy about like the physical things. It's like, yeah, you could get crazy messages and clairvoyant visions and, but to see something literally move, that's like next level. It's just like harder to accept things when they're just like in your mind, but to see yeah. it in front of you, it's like, okay, there it is. Yeah. And you know, it's the more energy, it's the energy around the table that makes, you know, it move our energy the energy of the people. Yeah. And we found like when we laughed, like there's a lot of laughter when you do table tipping, like I don't, it's just the energy and like things come up and everybody's gets giddy. Cause it does turn into like a, you know, a pajama party. That's what I was going to say is like, I feel like the reason those things work so effectively is like, because it is a more like light, like you're playful, you're having fun and spirit likes that energy. Yeah. And so in my opinion, like remembering witches in East, of Eastwick when they, she fell from the stairs and she was falling, falling, falling. And she's like, her friend yells laugh. And then she, they starts laughing and she floats. And that is true. Oh, that gives me chills. That like very much aligns with um, a message that I got the other day. Oh, I love that. About like, yeah, just letting, uh, like letting the energy flow through you so that it's almost like you're you're grounded on earth but you're lifted still yeah and you can lift the table explain it perfectly so we would laugh and and that just would even um generate more energy it was just it's a really good experience it's not scary at all i did have a um that was trumpet merlin came through during trumpet as a guide and he flirted he flirts. He was very much a flirt. You could feel his flirtiness with the ladies. It was really funny. Mm. Um, and then the last week we did channeling. When somebody, so they, they brought somebody in for this. This kind of freaked me out at the time. It wouldn't freak me out now because it was, I wasn't expecting it at all. So they bring this lady in who channels and then she asked anybody wanted to volunteer, which I, I didn't at the time. I'm not sure I would now either because you have to really, you have to literally like leave your body and let somebody else come in and use it as a vessel. And I'm just, I'm not that kind of girl. Yeah. It just depends on the type of channeling. Like you could, if you're trans channeling, well, like Suzanne is saying, like the spirit is coming through you, but you could also like, what I do is like, I'm like a medium in between. So they'll tell me stuff and I'll tell you rather than them actually taking over the body which isn't necessarily a bad thing but if you don't know what you're doing then it can be negative it can exhaust you or things that you don't know could come through or you know you need experience to be a trans channel yeah I think so this lady brought through a Native American she brought through an angel and she brought through an alien Oh, really? (laughs) My friends. (laughs) And it was fascinating. The angel was, so her eyes were closed. So she sat in front of us and we all sat, you know, in rows. There's only 10 of us maybe. And she would close her eyes. So she said, my eyes will be closed the whole time. So I'll be talking to you like with her eyes closed, which is kind of, it was a little creepy. Um, (laughs) 
So the Native American came through. I remember the way that felt. That's what the one thing I remember most is how it felt when each entity like came. Like the voice. Her. Um, no, just well, her voice would change with each one, but you could feel the energy of what she was channeling. You know, when it was an angel, it felt like so safe and so light and. She even said, don't be like her voice changed. She talked like this, like she talked like an angel, you know? And then when the alien came in, (laughs) I laughed to this day because I I was like, whoa. Um, She would speak, you know, English. Do you remember what kind of alien it was by any chance? I I don't. And I don't think it was identified as where. It was just like, but in between words, it would go she talked <laughs> so it was That's hard so to it's hard to it take it seriously lot. sometimes and it was it was a lot to kind of well what is happening and is this really real you know it, I, I think it. that some people are not legit but I th- think there are definitely real ass channelers but I think yeah there are some <laughs> I don't know if they know that it's not real or if they yeah there's some people that I'm like, I don't know about that. There's a lady on Netflix on that. Um, there's a show that they did like about if you die, I forget what it's called, but there's a lady on there that channeled and she was a fake and they revealed her as a fake. I knew she was fake when I watched it before they revealed it. I was like, she's bad. well, I believe that's on purpose. Um, but this, so a friend, of I mine, went to a channeling event one time and they channeled Raphael, Archangel Raphael in like a Octarian alien thing. And it was really powerful. Um, but the woman's been like a psychic for like 30 years. So I feel like it's like you have a lot of experience and then you could maybe start playing with these things. Cause I feel like otherwise it can be hard to discern one, what is like a beautiful positive energy, but also mm-hmm. like what the actual messages are. I agree. Um, so my friend got up as the volunteer. Oh, really? Which I thought was kind of ballsy because, you know, we're just dabbling and having, you know, fun. Yeah. And I was, I got a little uncomfortable with it, watching her. Um, the way, the breathing when she left her body and something something was trying to come through and it didn't come through all the way because you know it's her first time doing this yeah and her breathing the way her breathing was it was making me uncomfortable it's giving me anxiety honestly um and they brought her right back she was like sitting on the beach they kind of put her in a meditation and sent her to the beach and then called in something to use her body. Um, and it did, couldn't quite come through, but it tried. So I think the trying part was, was what was stressing me out a little bit because yeah. it seemed like her breathing was labored and, um, and it was real because she's never done that before. And I know her, I know she wasn't faking it, but it was a very interesting experience. I would love to do it again. I did have a, uh, a moment, one of the week's, before class. And that was the things that happened. Like there are little things that happened before class that would come full circle later in, in whatever we were experiencing. 
And I had a spirit at my house at the time of a little boy. And my son used to see him. And I, I worked with a shaman to kind of figure it out. And, and we got his name. His name was, um, I didn't get his name. She told me about him though. Um, he was there. He was there to teach the kids. You know, he's not, doesn't, doesn't want to leave, but he's not going to bother anybody. Like he's just there to have fun. I could tell when the kids would play with him, I knew when he was around. So I walked into the class. It was a week that we did the flame cards and started talking about it. And he came through and told me his name. His name was Peter. And, um, he came through during the class. I was telling my teacher about the beginning and then he came through. I forget how he came through now. Peter is one of my guides names. Oh, interesting. And he's also a young boy, but I don't think it's the same boy, but it's apparently my brother from a, from a past life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This kid was like the things that my kids used to um, create with Legos, they would create cities. I could tell when he was around, when his energy was around. Like influencing the energy. Yeah. And it was just fun and sweet. And, you know, my eight-year-old could see spirit too. Like he saw him a couple of times, but it was nothing scary. Just there to teach. Um, but yeah, divination is, I have crystal balls here um, today with the pendulum. I have a spirit uh, mystic eye board that I use with the pendulum. Um, and then one other thing that I did in Salem was tea leaves. Have you ever had your tea leaves read? I have not. Um, I have not. I was like trying to remember, have I done that? <laughs> I don't think so. I want to though. I've yeah. done my cough. I've done my coffee. Uh, I've done a know. coffee reading myself, but I've never done like gotten it from someone. Those are fun. Those is, it's all, you know, clairvoyance, seeing little pictures, you know, and there's a system to learning it. That's fun too. But um, scrying crystal balls is fun. Um, yeah. Let's just briefly explain. Like, so if someone was to scry, basically they're using a tool to gain psychic information. So for most people, it's going to come through like in images and in symbols or like shapes and things like that. People who are more like clear audience, like I am, like I might look at something, but I might get a message, like uh, an audible message or like in my mind rather than like I'm seeing things. But basically like you could use a crystal ball, you could use a flame, you could use a crystal Suzanne, I know we talked about on the last podcast you were on, like, you'll get a lot of messages in light and shapes like that are created through light and photographs. So if you guys want to know more about that, you can listen to that episode. But um, we wanted to do kind of like a little demonstration. But if there's anything you want to share about the crystal balls or any like thing that you like to do with them. The crystal balls I bought, um, it's one of those tools that you need to keep work, you know, work on it regularly. There's a process to putting them away. I have a little purple satin. Yeah. You cover. don't want to keep them in the window because they, you could light a fire. 
They're so pretty. I love them. Um, I use two for Decker. I have three, but, and they're all different sizes, but the, the one that I use for scrying is, is always covered. And if uh, you guys are watching the video, you're going to see them in a few minutes. And I will post a picture to Instagram for those who are listening. And, you know, I, I used to sit and stare. I, you have to put a purple, you put something under them. So, because light reflects and the light has to be just right. You have to consecrate them like you do tarot cards. I think it's with the new moon, the Monday of a new moon. Um, there's a whole process in caring, like really caring for your crystal ball. So I've done that. I just haven't used it a lot. Um, it'll be interesting. Have you ever done mirror the, it in a mirror? No. Mm. With the crystal ball? No, just scrying into the mirror. Um, like have like, you can like call spirit forward or what i've done to what i've done with it is like healing stuff from past lives or like inner child stuff but basically you're looking at yourself in the mirror but you're looking in so you're looking in the mirror you're looking into your left eye with your left eye and just staring at that and then you're you know you could have a meditation or something to prompt you or you're just kind of asking different things to come forward so you could ask like your spirit guide to come forward. And then basically your face is going to, it feels like you're on psychedelics, like your face shifts and you can see yourself as different things. So I've done it to like for inner child healing and like, I'll see myself as a child in the mirror and it's very interesting, <laughs> but so- you can use a mirror, but, but traditionally people use like a black mirror to scry. So they'll just paint it black um also our phone is a black mirror so oh that kind of is scary to think about but you basically just paint a mirror black or people will use obsidian or um what is it called jet just like solid black stone or black tarmaline black tarmaline is not as good because it has more texture to it okay but like us like this one's garnet you could use that you could use clear quartz, but something like that's textured, like a black tourmaline, um, is not as good because there's like already shapes kind of in it. You know, I have looked at myself in, in my the black screen on my phone a few times and seen things, but I'm like, oh, I wish I could take a picture of it, but I can't because I got to turn the phone on to do it. I know. Um, yeah, mirrors. I. Mm, I just well, you kind of want to protect the and the space first because anything yeah. can kind of come forward. Well, that's the one thing. Like, do not do any divination without preparing space, protecting your energy. There's a whole process to doing all of this. You know, like we when I dabbled with the Ouija board with my friends after this, we did like a weekly thing. There was holy water under the table silver on the board you know just so much protection there's a right way to do this stuff nobody should ever do it without preparing properly that's one thing in the table chipping book that i'll send you that that's a whole book on how to prepare and it's great um but i think it's not like 
I don't want people to hear that and be scared, but it's more like a, just a proper protocol. Like yeah. you're not going to just have a house party and say, literally everyone in the whole neighborhood could come to my house. You're going to invite specific people to come to the party. So you can invite your guides, you can invite your angels, your loved ones. You're not going to just be like, anyone come. Cause yeah. you never know who's going to come. There might be some fucking weird people that you don't want to come. You know, I, I used to say, it's like leaving your front door open. You can leave your front door open. You're going to close the screen. You can have a screen door or you're just going to open it up and walk right out the front door and let anybody in your house. No, you're going to put a screen up. Or you're going to let them have them ring the doorbell. And it was interesting because we would make appointments. We would put it on a schedule. We'd say, okay, we're going to do it on the 10th. And we would, at this time, there was a couple times where we did it last minute and it always made me uncomfortable. I don't know why. Just just did. And when we did the last minute board readings, we would get such random spirit. But when we made, you know, two weeks out or whatever, we would get family, we get very specific people come through. It was so interesting. We, I'll tell you a really funny story. One week we had all our guide, we had some guides, each of us had a guide show up, but except we didn't really know it at the time. And it was like, what do you help me with? You know, and it was, one was like love to one of them. And the other one, it was all romance based. And then it was my turn. And I go, what do you help me with? And the board spelled out BJs, B-J-S. And I'm like, BJs? <laughs> and oh my like, God. Yes. And That's hilarious. <laughs> My friend was going away with her husband and she got, you know, she was getting, she might've even gotten the word sex. So he's, and they knew you're going away. You're going to New York. You have a really fun weekend. Um, So we, we were asking them, are you like our sex guides? And they were like, yes. And we, we were roaring laughing. It was the funniest. It was really fun and and light, but yeah, BJS, BJS. That is so funny. And, you know, like, sometimes they will fuck with, like, joke with you, fuck with you. Like, if you start creating these relationships with spirits, like, yes, some of your guides might be very, like, serious, but at least for the ones that were once human, like, they were human, too. Like, they think things are funny. And I feel like I'll get that a lot, too, with um, family members that come through. Not necessarily mine, but, like, for readings and stuff like they'll make a joke and I'm like saying something and the person laughs like the the joke was for them like I didn't know it was even a joke like but they'll they they just the way they communicate yeah really dependent on who they you know who they were as a person and the energy that that's sitting at the table as well yeah. I remember uh a random neighbor came in somebody that doesn't normally do this who was very skeptical and it was one of those last minute weeks with not the regular threesome. Because yeah, I don't, I personally wouldn't do less than three at, at a board. Just that's my personal rule. And um, this person came in skeptical. She wasn't normally there. And something came through. And all it would do was spell H-A-H-A-H-A, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, I'm out, I'm leaving. 
I'm You're not fucking around. Here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm out and I left. I don't, I don't play like that. So that, um, that was a good, it's a good experience, but I just, I'm not, I communicate in, in different ways now. I don't do so much physical mediumship. It's a good place to start. I think you do though. You do the photos all the time. The photos I do, it's just more like the board. Um, I do this. You don't need as many tools now. You know, like, especially since you do Reiki and like you open up in so many ways with your um, own like intuitive gifts, like you might not need the tools as much, but it still can be fun. So, but it's like, if you're getting used to doing readings, either just for yourself or whatever, it's like you can build up kind of your own language that at a certain point, you really don't need all the other stuff. Right, right. But I think it's a great way to really show to people like the skeptical people or the curious people, like what is possible. It is. And it's a good way to build your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And the confidence, because when you don't use the tools is when you're actually a little more advanced. So I'd like to use the board. Um, the board I got, it's called the Mystic Eye. I actually got it on eBay. Somebody made them. They don't sell them anymore. It came from a, um, it says for entertainment only. Entertainment purposes only. It's nice. Um, it, they call the game. And sometimes, you know, you use your pendulum with it. Sometimes you have um, just these little fabric rolls of, of letters and yes and no, and kind of looks like a Ouija board. You can get them at um, just uh, new age stores. You guys can make them too. Like yeah. it's very easy to just, like I've taught this to my students a lot, but like you just have a piece of paper, put yes and no, and then you can put a whole alphabet on it yeah. and you can use that and sometimes too if it's like you made it it's like your energy and if you have that positive intention rather than like a random thing you got but you can clear energy so I've bought like I bought a Ouija board off eBay I think or Etsy I can't remember but um you know I cleared it and stuff before I used it I um bought a Ouija board, the Ouija board that I used with my friends I actually gave to one of them. I was like, I don't want this, but I didn't know how to clear things like I do now, you know? Yeah. It's really important to really understand the process before you just jump in it. That's why we have so much fun at birthday parties when we were in fifth grade because we yeah. didn't, you know, and got freaked out. Um, but the pendulum I do is a divination tool that I, I do enjoy. Um, you know, I'm curious what you think, Grace. Do you feel that this is your higher self speaking to you? What do you think? Through the pendulum? Yeah. Do you think it's um, spirit? Do you think it's your higher self? I think it's... Um, I think it depends. I think... Um, let me ask, but to me, it's like, if I were to do it for you, it would be your guides or spirit or whatever, rather than Mm -hmm. mine. Like if I'm asking for you or for a client or something, but for me, it just feels like, um, inner source, like 
it's me, but it's like the me that knows everything rather than human grace. So I don't know if that's higher self or whatever you want to call that, but it's like, I don't think it's something outside of me, but it's like the me that uh, doesn't have bias. Like if I'm like, should I do this or that? Like, I'll think, oh, well, I'd rather do that. But I don't have any of the opinions in place when I use it. It's like a blank slate. But I don't think of it as like, um, like I don't think a spirit comes through and talks to me through it like a board or like um, channeling. It's like me, conversation with me. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Is that um, what you were asking? I think it's important to to... I've gotten pushed by, by the pendulum to just ask yes or no questions. So I think how you phrase it is really. Yeah. You can't be like, should I, or should that was a bad example. It's a yes or a no question because you have to be clear versus like a tarot card or something. You can kind of be broad with your questions. You can't really get yes or no questions unless you created a structure for yourself that indicates that like, this is specifically really for yes or no questions. Because you can't ask like these long, broad things of a pendulum. So what I what I do, so I'll, I will ask that, you know, just with this. I also use this at the end of a Reiki session. For, oh, to like check their energy? Yeah, I go through their chakras. I, I opening, open, clear, and close. And clear, open, clear, clear, close. And it's, it goes all the way up. It knows when to stop. It goes counterclockwise one way and then it goes clockwise the other. And it knows, I don't it knows exactly when to stop. It prompts me when to move on to the next chakra. It's pretty amazing. And Um, that's like a personal thing you've developed. Like, because everyone's going to receive the information differently. Yes. So like for you, you know, oh, if it goes this way, that means yes for me. If this, it goes this way, that means no, or that means whatever. It's my own little blueprint of. So it's like, you want to establish those rules or whatever before you ask a question so you kind of would be like show me a yes show me a no like if you've never used a pendulum before so that way you know what you're looking for yeah your no might be my yes yeah the way it moves um do we want it is there anything else we want to share about that or do we want to demo how to use it I'll demo I'll demo um before I do I I will say so I ask I asked the pendulum, would you work with me with Grace's podcast? I asked permission first because I don't want to um, overstep a spiritual boundary. Yeah. And you want to make sure you're getting accurate information and all that. Yes. And, and then even when I work with this, just private, w- privately with myself, which I don't do often, um, I ask, I'm usually prompted. I get a prompt when it's time to just check in. So I'll ask, and then I'll ask, do you want to, can we go to the board? Do I, can we go to the board for another message? Or do you have a message for me that I can go to the board for? And they'll say yes. And then that's when I'll get a message spelled out for me letter by letter. And I'll say. So tonight you're going to do a message for me. And I also want you to do a message for the, for the, whoever's listening, our podcast audience. Okay. But I want a message specifically for me. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I would like to share a little story before we start that, um, on the other side of 
Ouija boards, the not so positive side. But um, when I was little, I would play a around Ouija boards a lot. And I've talked about this extensively. So people probably heard me say, but it like, as a child, I was very open psychically and around mediumship, I'd see a lot of spirit. And then I started playing with these things. And it really fucking scared me. And it really prompted me yeah, to shut down a lot of my gifts. And through opening up, it has been a process to like heal some of those um, stories connected to like the Ouija board. That's why I bought this sweatshirt. I have like a piece of art in my office too. That's like a Ouija board. And I, it's a whole story. I have a tattoo of like the, the demon face from the exorcist because I was so scared of that movie because that's the movie that made me scared of Ouija boards. And I also had a friend as a kid who was raised Lutheran and it made me very scared of going to hell because I wasn't baptized. So I kind of had this idea of like um, demons and possession. And like, if you connect with these tools, something could come and take over your body. And I don't, that was scary to me, but it didn't stop me from doing it. But I remember I had a Ouija board. I bought it at like Walmart or something, you know, and it was a glow in the dark one and (sighs) it was really cool. But I remember, I think I was probably like 14 or 15, something like that. And um, we had like my basement redone, like my uncle redid our basement. So you could like hang out down there and me and my friends would hang out down there at night and one night we were playing with the Ouija board and I don't remember like exactly what we were asking it, but it basically told me this whole story. And I don't think this was like the truth necessarily. It could have been like some spirit trying to fuck with me because I didn't know what I was doing, but it was like this whole story about how my family had this spirit around us for generations, which also could be true because there is some like mediumship and stuff in my family. So I don't know like which part was accurate, but it was scary. It wasn't, and it could, I wasn't sure if it was scary because of my perspective or if it was actually like a negative spirit, but me and my friends got really freaked out. And it told us this story about how it's been like following us like throughout generations. This, it was like me and a couple of my friends from high school and then my cousin. And it was like saying how it's attached to me and my cousin and it like followed us around, but it was like, it wasn't trying to hurt us. It was like lonely. And it was trying to tell us stuff about our family. But I remember we got like, um, so freaked out because all of a sudden the light started like flickering and turning (laughs) off in the basement. And there was, we had like those, you know, like a dimmer switch type of thing. So it was like going on like low and high, low and high, like as if someone was messing with it. And at first I thought, oh, maybe it's my sister like coming downstairs, like fucking with us, but they weren't home. And the only people at home were in the basement. So it really scared us. And I remember we just like stopped playing with the board and we didn't shut it down. We didn't put it away. We were like, just threw it to the corner. And um, like for a week after that, I felt like, super freaked out and I remember I was getting like nosebleeds at the time and for some reason I was not connecting the like that that happened and then I was getting the nosebleeds but I was getting all these nosebleeds for like a week 
And when I finally realized, oh, maybe it has something to do with the board. I remember me and my cousin like shut the board down or whatever. We like went back and we were like, oh, we forgot to say goodbye. And we like did this whole thing. We looked up online, like how to close the board and we closed it. And then I stopped getting the nosebleeds. Wow. So were they related? I'm not sure. But I was so young at the time that I think I just, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I think it is important to realize like, okay, these are big things that we're messing with. Like, I don't want people to be scared. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to get possessed, like blah, blah, blah. Because 99.999%, you will not, nothing bad will happen to you. But it's really about like the process, being able to have opening and closing statements, being able to create a space for yourself. So if you're going to open up, whether it's with cards or boards or just in meditation, like you want to kind of have that intention and it's not to block you from like dark things. It's just more like, um, maintenance. Like, you know, where you're going and who you're talking to, but yeah, I just wanted to share that story. Uh, My friend that this happened with commented on my Facebook and I'm never really on Facebook, but I just have my page like automatically post on there whenever I post on Instagram and she was like, do you remember what happened with the Ouija boards and stuff like that? And I got to send her a message back because I want to know if she remembers like more details than I do. Um, but it reminded me of that story um, when I was kind of prepping for the class. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Do you still have the glow on the dark Ouija board? No, I don't. I got rid of it when I went to college. That's a good one. But I have a new one that I bought, but it's an old 70s one. It's like vintage. They are they are cool, but I like I have a psychic board that I've never used, but I have one, and it's in the the Dorian Virtue Angel board, which I haven't used either. Just haven't got around to it, but I will. Yeah. So tonight, I just want you. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do kind of a brief demonstration of like how to use a pendulum. So if people have a pendulum or if they want to purchase one, you can also make one it's very easy to make one um like for me I have this one one of my students made this for me and it has a little like circle and those are really nice because you can put them around your finger so that you're not having to question whether or not you're moving it but I also took this um necklace out just to show you guys like you could have just a regular necklace with the something heavy on it, like a stone or a coin or something. It could be a piece of string with a rock on it. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to buy anything, but if you want to, there's lots of cool ones out there, but Suzanne's going to demonstrate for us. It's good to get your energy into the crystal. So, um, I was breaking mine before. Yeah, like if, and especially if you're using it, not just for yourself, like if you're working with clients or whatever, you want to make sure you're like clearing it. Like, so you're not just like holding everyone's energy. And I always ask for, um, I call in, you know, spirit, uh, holy fire. I, I do God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, holy fire. And I ask for 
only the most accurate information from the highest sources of power. And I'll call in my power animal as well to wrap himself around um, so that only truth can come through. Beautiful. So I feel that in my back. You felt it? I like that. So this is my pendulum. It actually has a little chip in it. I dropped it once. It fell. It has a little chip in it, but it still works just fine. I've had it for a long time. It has a little, just a little ball on the end of oh, it. Yeah, to hold. So you have something to hold on to. I had a mentor many years ago that gave me a necklace that I used to use. Um, and she actually taught me how to do this. I got them for my kids too when they were younger. They still have them. Oh, they would go in the that. bathroom and be like, is Santa going to bring me the Lego set? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Things like that. Um, so the way I was taught to use it and the way that I use it after I um, call in protection and spirit, I always stand up and hold it so that the pendulum is around my solar plexus. Hmm. So I'm not going to stand up, but you can see it kind of, oops, it's already, it's already like, it's nice and warmed up. Um, so I'll stand up. We can see you if you're standing. We just can't see your head, but it's okay. <laughs> and then when you ask a question, can you please, I can just ask it. So I'm just going to ask it to show me yes. So it's moving back and forth, front to back. See, it's getting bigger. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger yes. It's a clearer. When it really moves like that, that's a yes. Big yes. Okay. And you guys can see in the video, like Suzanne's not moving her hand. I am right now, but hold on. Okay. It stopped <laughs> you right weren't now. when you were doing it, though. I uh, know I wasn't. Okay. Now and they do up. make like little arm thingies that you can put the pendulum in if you do not trust yourself um, to hold it. So I'm asking it to show me no. So it's going in the different direction now, y'all. Right. It's no for me. Hmm. And then I'm always, you always, please and thank you. Oh, thank you. You see that? Mm-hmm. Stopped. Thank you. I love so that. without the board, um, you know, it asked a question. I'm just going to ask, I'm going to ask just a random, nothing personal, okay? Um. Is it going to rain tomorrow? So I asked a question uh, as I get. Just all move your way. other hand though for the video because then we can't see. Sorry. <laughs> Is it going to rain tomorrow? So I'm seeing yes. It's yes. Based on how the yes is, I would say it's not going to rain. Like a tomorrow. light rain. Yeah. 
And then as I talk to it, it see it's moving more. So if I go light rain, it's going, yeah, it's giving me a bigger yes. That's how I'm reading this anyway. Okay. Thank you. See that stop just like that. Now I'm yes. going to ask if Okay. Is it going to snow tomorrow? It's not barely going. moving. Like a little bit of a no. That's it now? Yeah. Not going to snow tomorrow. And I actually think it is going to rain tomorrow. Well, let me know. In Boston. (laughs) Yeah, in Massachusetts. That's how I ask questions. So the next thing I would ask, so did you want me to ask a question for you? Yeah, in a second. I will just, I just want to show people how I do it so they can see the difference. Pretty much the exact same thing. But the way it moves is different for me. So you can just see the difference. Can you see it though on the camera? I can see it really well. Okay. So, so, okay. So Spirit, can you give me some information? So I'm going to ask Spirit with the pendulum, show me a yes. So see how it starts to move in a little circle? That's what happens for me, is it will move in a circle. Look at that. Okay, stop. See if it will listen. Okay, that's good enough. Okay, spirit, show me a no. And now it then usually goes back and forth for me. So yeah, here we go. Well, I just said that your no's are my yes exactly so then usually it'll move like and sometimes it moves like hell of and i know like oh that's like a flow yeah yeah but um, like i'm not moving my arms like it's moving me and sometimes it will like move my arms a lot um but i think like to begin it's like for beginners it's nice to have your elbows like on the table or something so you know you're not moving your hand and then like i said before like they do make on Etsy and places like that like and you could make one probably really easily but like some kind of arm thing and the pendulum goes in it kind of like with your board how um it could go like over the board and it just moves oh yeah I've seen people on TikTok people yeah, on TikTok, I've seen yeah. them on TikTok too yeah where it just moves so that if you're still building your intuition you're still building your trust with yourself you're you can like really have it move um, yeah. But this one I like a lot because it does have that little ring in it. So I just put my finger in it and it's perfect because then I know I'm not moving. It's moving. And, you know, it's important to remember like what we ask, you know, not just yes. what we ask, but how we ask it, but really what we ask, because, you know, Santa might not bring you the Lego set. If you ask, you know, if Santa can bring you a Lego set and it says yes and you don't get it, you know, you're already attached to an outcome. So that's one of the reasons I don't do a lot of this stuff anymore because I don't need to know anything. I don't, I'm, I'm okay not knowing. Yeah, it can become obsessive like anything um, with these kinds of tools. I think too, there was something I was going to say. Where did it go? It will come back to me. <laughs> I lost it. 
<laughs> I don't know what it was. It was I was like, when you were talking, I was like, I, there's something important to say, but then it disappeared. You'll remember. Um, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I think it's good too for beginners um, to ask like questions you already know the answer to. So you could like say, show me yes or no. And then you could be like, am I raised? Like, am I wearing a black shirt? Like kind of getting the yes confirmation of things you already know yes to so that you can kind of feel what it feels like when you get the yes. So that when you answer, get asked questions that you don't know the answer to, it's easier to like trust yourself. This thing keeps getting tangled though. So, so I said to you earlier, I do get prompted now and again to come on. Like if, if, if spirits trying to tell me something and I don't pay attention, I think they move me to this. Cause I, we, it's such a clear channel for yeah. me to do it. Cause I get letters and I'll write them down. And sometimes I get gobbledygook. Sometimes I say, can you spell that letter by letter? Sometimes you'll get an acronym. Um, I've just noticed the last few times I've used it. You know, the last time I used this, I kept hearing a song called, um, shoot, um, it was from Silence of the Lambs, called something Horses. Goodbye Horses. So that yes. woman died, Pew Lazarus, she died recently. Is that, that what you are going to say? <laughs> yeah. So that song kept coming on. And I love that song. I, I get a lot of messages in music. So when I heard that song over and over, when I had never heard it for uh, ever on this Pandora station, I knew that I needed to pay attention to it. So I'm like silence of the lambs. That's what this song is from silence of the lambs. And I'm like silence of the lambs. And then about a week later, I was prompted to, to get the board out, which I'm, it literally happens three times a year. I get prompted to do this and I got the board out. And I asked, you know, do you have a message for me that you need to spell out? Yes. And the message was, be the lamb of God. Mm. And I was kind of blown away because the silence of the lambs, right? And then that message, I was like, okay. I just thought that was kind of wild. Mm, And so- I know. And I did ask if they would get a message. And so I knew, I know sometimes too, when I'm spelling something out, I'll see the word in my head now. And that used to not happen. Yeah. Like a visual. So I have a visual. Wait, so um, what does that mean to you? Be the it, um, uh, <laughs> oh, um, be yeah. a good human. Be who your authentic self, be who you were supposed to be before society and, you know, everything changes. We're born so pure and authentic and we're conditioned. That was what our uh, last week's episode was about. Was it? Yeah, I did a meditation at the end. Um, You can check it out, but we are we're connecting like remembering your roots connecting with your authentic self and we did like an inner child healing kind of thing 
around that. Yeah. Like remembering who you were, who you wanted to be. And it was prompted because I saw a, um, a, what is it called? A bumper sticker the other day that was like, remember who you wanted to be. And it really like struck my heart. Yeah. And you know, with all the Reiki and the healing work, it's about becoming your authentic self. And that's where we are too, in the age of Aquarius. So, you know, um, be the person you were created to be before we got all mucky. Mm. So that's, that's what I felt. Um, and it was, it kind of blew me away. Honestly, I was expecting that. I love that. Wait, I interrupted you. You were saying you got an image in your mind. Oh, I see the words. Sometimes I know, like I have, I don't even want to say it because I, I asked, I asked the pendulum, it, can we do Grace's podcast? Can you give a message to the collective? And I got a big yes. So I don't think it's going to be anything. I think it'll be something fun. I, it feels fun. Like right now I can always, I can always tell it's fun. It's a fun, it'll be a fun message. Whatever that means. Well, whatever it has to be. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I would, you don't have to do a message for me personally, but I would like you to No, if, of the, course board, if the board is open to it, you know, oh, well, let's ask. Yeah. And it's an ask. Would you be willing to participate in giving grace a special message tonight? That's a yes, grace. Okay. All right. So this is when I get to receive. I have like, I just sat on something spiky. So you ask, what what do you want to ask? What should I ask? I know. It's like, it's like the hardest thing. I think, Uh, I think that's hard for me because usually it's like, I'll just be like, what do I need to know? But this is like you, it's like a specific question. Well, you can, or you can ask, do I can ask, is there something that a message that you'd like to give grace and we can spell it out. What do you think I should do? I think we should try to spell it out. Okay. I think it'd be fun. So will you move the video so we can see the board? Yeah. Okay. So now everyone can see the board. You can know what we're so I want to be able to, I don't know if you can see it. I'll try and move this over first. Can you see the letters and stuff yes. right now? Yes. Okay. So the way it works is the pendulum will move in certain directions. And then I have to interpret it's either, you know, there's one letter on each side. So it's either B or P or B or P. Okay. Or luck or money. Should I write? Should I have? Should I get a piece of paper? Yeah. Okay. You can also. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So, Matt, stand up and ask for us. Do you have a message for Grace? I got a yes. Yay, let's, what do you want to tell me? So now I'll have to kind of, all right. Can you see it okay? 
Yes. Do you have a message for Grace Lannan? Now, if you see this, I don't know if you can tell, it's only like swinging from the center to the yes. So it's, so this says yes, no. Oh, I see. Okay. And it's very clearly going from here to there. That's the yes. It's not swinging back and forth. Okay. So that means, yes, they have a message for me. And you give me the first letter of the message for Graceland. Okay. So it's swinging. I feel it in my stomach. You feel it? So it's swinging in the R. So let me just ask, is that, is that an R? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, next letter. I'm writing them down so we can figure out what it says. I see you moving. I am trying to... So it's either an eight... Is that the letter S? No. No, it's a yes. Oh, it is. <laughs> so are you saying RS? Does RS mean anything to you? Is it someone's initials? I feel like it's someone's initials. Mm, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, is this a person or a guide or something? But it doesn't like stand out and to me like, oh, that's Reggie. <laughs> okay. So is R somebody's first name? Can we spell that first name out, please? What's the letter that comes after the letter R? It's funny, I'm thinking and it's starting to swing. So, our lucky. I'm, I just keep hearing Robert. But I don't know who Robert is. Is it Robert? I'm not getting, it says it's going luck and money. Mm-hmm. Is it luck and money attached to this first name? Look at that swinging. Let's go to the S. Now it's going back to luck and money. See that? Mm. Real shit. (laughs) What's the next letter that comes after the letter S? We're going to start with the other word. S. What's the next letter that follows S? It's okay, you guys. Let us know. I'm open. I'm ready. S-T. S-T? Okay. What letter comes after T? 
E. S T E. Okay. What letter comes after E? S T E, then what? T. Next letter after T. It's either E or R, Grace. What do you have? What are you writing? S-T-E-T-E-R. It would be like stetter or stet. Like it could be a last name. It doesn't have significance that I am aware of. You guys, let us know. <laughs> Can we be clear? Is there one? It's, it keeps going. S. So again, S. Next letter. T. Next letter. E. Like, see how it's only... See how it's kind of staying on one side? Yeah. Next letter. R. Next letter. Say that to me again, what I just said. S-T-E-T-R. Did I say that the first time? You said S-T-E-T-R. You said it was either E or R. Okay. The second so we time got, you said R. So we got the same thing twice. Like stutter. Is that an a- S T? Is it like a stand for something? Like a an acronym? organization or something? It says it's an acronym. S T E T R. So S T can be. You know, ET, I don't know. See, sometimes, so that's an example that sometimes it's not that clear. Yeah, it's not, it's not always a name. Right. So, what would your next step be? Would you ask, like, the pendulum? Like, is this, is that what you did? Like, is this an acronym? Yes. And it said yes. So, Can you be more clear on the spelling of the message for grace so that we can understand it? Okay, first letter. It already wants to go. Already wants to go. Look at that. It's S. Is that the first letter of a word? Can I have the next letter of the word that begins with S? S and then what letter, please? Again, or like at D or S. I hope it's not SS. <laughs> No, it's 
It's like R or male. I'm crying. Is it male? It feels like a masculine energy to me. Yeah, it's showing it's because on the R there's a, a masculine, you know, the circle with the arrow, and then it says male. I think so. So now look at it. Ooh, it's moving a lot more. Can we have a clearer message for Grace? First letter. Get travel. Saying travel. Mm. Can we have another mess? And the next letter, please. I want something um, clear for her, please. A clear message. A. Next letter. Is it the letter R or is it male? Male? A male. <laughs> this is going to be my, <laughs> my new boyfriend. Is it, are you, does she have a male coming into her life? Look at that. Is it a friend that is a male? Is it a love interest that is a male? That's a yes, Grace. We'll see. Uh, does her name start with R? Is that what this is? About? What, well, it, I'm pointing. It's pointing to male again. It's going right over to the R in the male. So, is this male's name begin with an R? Is it Robert? Nope. Can you give me the next letter that after, does it start with R? What's the next letter after R? I thought so. I got I. Is it going to be Richard? Because I don't like that. Yeah, but you know what? And now it's going right to C. Maybe he's rich. Oh, yeah, you got luck and money. And then... I'm just joshing. After C, what letter comes next for this person's name? R-I-C. It's going to H. Rich. Hold on. After H comes... Are you saying Richard? Or Dick? <laughs> the BJs. The BJ spirit. No, I'm here. serious. Like <laughs> that's what we could have called in tonight for fun and like Honestly, honestly, that is hilarious. So somebody named Richard, let me just ask if there's one final. Is there anything else that Grace needs to know tonight that you would like to tell her? That's hilarious. S. That correct S. Next letter after S. E. 
Next letter. And you're fucking with me. I am not. I swear. No, I know you're not. It's, I know. it's X. Oh my God. <laughs> the board is fucking trolling me. The board you are so the funny like, board. And it's saying, look at, you're so funny. And look at, yes, I am. Wait a minute. So wait. The board's like we talked about the sex guides. We talked about sex guides. Yeah. Is this like funny? Cause we were talking about sex guides earlier. They're like, no, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's like, lonely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, give me the letters that you got before ST. Thank you very so much. So we got, um, luck and money and travel. And then we got the mail. We got S. So for the first thing was RS. And then it was S-T-E-T, and you weren't sure if it was either E or R. Then the the second time we got R. And then we got the, like, the Richard, the rich. And then the sex. And we got rich, so, okay, (laughs) you're going to meet somebody. That is so funny. So Grace has luck, travel, money, and sex coming into her life. Is that true? They're like, no, sorry. That is a yes. I hope so. I would love to go on vacation. That's a great message. Thank you so much. It's a great message. It is fun. It's light. That's what, you know. Yeah, we're just trying to have some fun. Right. I love that. I love that. And I'm open to receive all of those things. That's I would love a vacation. I would love like to meet a hot rich guy. And a richard. But not named Richard. I don't think I like that. It's no, like it's, too, you know, unless you he, know. that's like a like a older. Like yeah, but older Richard name. is sometimes expressed. Um, I know they're jo- they're just fucking around. They're yeah. Just, <laughs> so like the word, can I say the word dick? Of like, course, you know, as many times right. as you want. The, the word Richard is a sophisticated dick. Think of it that way. Mm. Right. I love that. <laughs> that is so oh funny. my goodness so well spirit um i'm ready to receive a plane ticket in the mail and um maybe i'll sit next to this man on the plane <laughs> all right i love I- that but things things like that it's like we're just playing around and stuff but like things like that very well can be a real message and when these things come up, I will 100% tell Suzanne. I'll tell you guys too, but I can't um, wait. <laughs> it's yeah, like, so, so it can't come through in a silly way and be a serious message. So um, I'll do, do one for the collective now. Yeah. And then we'll do our meditation. I know yeah. I'm taking a lot of your time up. No, it's okay. This is fun. <laughs> Can we please have a message for the collective? So this is for anyone listening. This is a message for you from the board, from Suzanne, from Spirit. Okay. Okay. Do you have a message for the collective tonight? All right. Do you want to spell that out, please? First letter.
Mm, it's moving the other way now. The other side of the board. It feels like a T though. Is that the letter T? T. What's the first letter, please? Is it F? Move this a little. I gotta square it. Okay. Let's try it again. First letter for the message for the collective. First letter. Uh, do you know where it's hitting? I can't tell. Love. Keep. Love. Oh. Is that the message? Love. Okay. Is there more? Give us more spirit. <laughs> Come on. But we love that. We love that. I love you. Okay, next part of the message. First letter. Why is real. Why? Next letter. This is crazy. Next letter. O. Next letter. U. Next letter. Next letter. O. Wait, so it's Y-O-U and then O? Yeah, love you. And last letter. God, G-O-D, wow. Next letter. Is doing luck money. Is the message love you, love your God? Or maybe it's like love you from God. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just, it's an expression. Love you, sign love. God. This is a message X-O-X-O of love through the collective God. <laughs> from God. I love that. It's beautiful. That is. I thought it was going to be Happy Halloween. Thank you so much. Is there anything else? No. That's enough for tonight. <laughs> hey, look That's at that. Beautiful. Did that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit. Isn't that nice? I love that. I didn't expect. Wait, that. wait, wait. Go back to it for After sex and and Richard. <laughs> Wait, will you go back to it for one second? The screen. Will you press that little um, Halloween okay. thing for us? Press it. Yeah, there you go. Press it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to have Suzanne do at the beginning, but I was missing my cue the whole time. But the, and the next to it are your real beautiful crystal balls, if people are curious. And um, thank you. Okay, that's all. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that. <laughs> that was really nice because that. So I love that you got the like light one, but the collective got because that is a really good message for right now too. Really that's good so message cool. for right now. 
well, so when you're time. doing it like how does it feel for you like do you feel energy moving through you or is there any like physical kind of things that you pick up on when you're doing it it's more like clairvoyancy for me so in your mind yeah in my mind sometimes I know um like when it went from love to why I I knew what it was going to spell out I I didn't know I didn't know it was going to say God though um I get, I can guess it's kind of like table tipping, you know, when you're doing table tipping, you start with a couple letters, you have an idea of, and then you can, your mind can connect with this. And sometimes I don't have to talk, even talk to it. So yeah, if I say, watch, I'm just going to say, yeah. And it responds. Yeah. So I said, so show me yes, I know in my head. And if I, if I'm guessing a word, it will say yes. So it's a, it becomes a conversation almost. Uh, I feel a little bit in my solar plexus right now. Um, I'm just curious if it feels at all different than like when you're doing a reading with the cards or, you know, Reiki is a whole different thing, but at least with the readings, like if it, if it, the energy, if it feels different to you. Um, similar. no, these tools, even still as connected as I am to myself and how much, how much clearer I am, I'm still, I don't know. There's something about even just like doing my own cards. I don't like to do my own cards. I don't like to do a lot of messages for myself because it can be cloudy sometimes because you have those biases. Yeah. Even if we don't think we're being biased we have the internal stuff of like oh well I really want the outcome to be yes <laughs> well we're right and I asked a couple questions the other day that I that were kind of the old old questions that I would ask and I asked them and I'm like yeah whatever I don't I I don't want to know anything I don't need to know anything yeah you know, the unknown um because what's the known? I think for me, like this tool was really valuable. And I'm, I'm going to just show you guys. And I, I think I've showed you this to you, Suzanne, but um, something I do like, but it was really valuable to me when I was like really sick um, with just a lot of food allergies and like all this stomach problems. It helped me kind of like some people will do, um, what is it called? Muscle testing, similar kind of concept. But it really helped me identify if this food or if this supplement or whatever was like helpful for me. So like I would be at the grocery store. I mean, a can of Coke is not the best example because we know it's not going to be good for me. But like you could hold up, you know, you say you're trying to decide between probiotics and there's 50 million probiotics. You could hold up them to your body and have your body kind of show you if the the vitamin's going to be good for you. Or you could bring your pendulum to the grocery store and be that person. But um, I'll show you real quick. I'm just going to take my headphones out because I'm going to have to stand up. But I think I'm still with this to you, Suzanne. Can you see me? I can see you. My legs? Or... Yep. Can you tell? 
So basically what I'm doing is, I know you guys can't see my feet, but it's not entirely important, but we all just stand to the side. But basically your feet are planted like hip width apart and you're going to use your body as a pendulum. So your body is going to move a certain way for yes and a certain way for no. So you could use this tool, like I said, with like physical things, like, is this good for me? But it could also be for like spiritual confirmation for yourself but I'll ask like spirit like with my body like show me a yes and I don't know if you can see on the camera but like my body's like moving backwards yes I see it I'm not like trying it's just moving and then I'll ask like I'll kind of reset and I'll ask spirit with my body show me no look at that and like if I were to just like oh yeah, I would all go all the way to the ground. But like it will move forward. When I first started doing this, it was like really almost scary to me because it would move really fast. And I didn't know what any of this was. So I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? But like my body would move in a circle or in another circle. So that could also be a way it can move, but it can move forward or backward. It's gonna move however you think it works for you. But, you know, you could also just use your hands. That's usually what they do in the muscle. That's one too. Like, don't you do your fingers? Just your hands, not your whole body. But that's another way to kind of get comfortable, like, trusting your intuition and, like, receiving those yes or no answers. And it's it's so important to remember that we are energy. Everything is energy and connecting to ourselves in ways we were never taught because whatever reason um it's just not commonplace at least in america like and if it feels other cultures yeah but not here (laughs) you know if it feels right then it's right yes yeah and learning to know what feels right to you i think is a big process especially if you have any kind of like trauma which everyone does it's like easy to not trust yourself so I think the pendulum and these tools like that Suzanne was talking about like the boards and stuff can be a nice way to build up that confidence I think cards are also really helpful for that like to have a something that can confirm it for you I like doing cards for other people I do not like doing my own cards because I get in my head yeah or I just don't care anymore. Like, I don't want to know anymore, but I, yeah. have, you pull cards for me. Your cards are always right on. And then I have another friend that does cards for me and they're really right on. And that's about it. Yeah. And I think like the tarot can be really cool because there are like specific set of symbology to it. So it's like, okay, this means that, and that can be helpful for beginners but it can also be like very overwhelming. And then once you learn it, it's like, like Suzanne was saying, sometimes it's easy to get in your head. Cause you're like, Oh, this could mean all of these different things. And you can apply it. Like once you understand the symbology, you could apply it to anything. You can make anything mean something to you. So then it becomes like hard to trust. Like, is this true? 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I've gotten messages from the boards that have led me like, you know, just getting a message doesn't mean you act on it. Yeah. You know, like treat it, treat it as, as entertainment, but in the process of it, how does it feel? You know, does it because, feel good? Yeah. And, and the energy of a situation can change instantaneous. Oh yeah. Something could be good for you. And then the next day it's not. Right. So that's like with the literal food stuff, that's a very easy example to understand of that. Oh, like one day I eat eggs and the next day I cannot have eggs. There's a doctor um, in Massachusetts that does that. Like he oh, really? Office and he goes to a check, a food check with you, with your body. Oh, so your body cool. tells him, he does exactly what you did. Tell him, you know, eggs. And they'll say no. And I really believe in that. I really do. I've never tried it but I've heard so much about it. And oh, and you could do it on your own now that you know how. Yes. And that's again, getting, connecting with yourself, you know, that in itself is a process, a healing process. But once you do, and you really understand and you feel things you've never felt before, because most of the things we do were taught to us. And these are things that can't be taught to you just it's an experience it's experiential like you can't like I could explain to you Suzanne could explain to you forever like what how to do it but until you like experience spirit communicating to you like you still might not understand what we're talking about and but you know I'm seeing I'm seeing nature I'm seeing the woods and that's really the best place just to connect period go sit in the woods yeah, go outside, even if it's in your yard, even if it's at like a park, whatever, like that is the best. And being in silence, like no music, no nothing. Like I love guided meditations. I create them all the time. We're going to be doing one today. But I think if we really want to tune in, a big helpful thing is silence. Like just being able to hear your thoughts. Hmm. Silence is important. We keep ourselves so busy that when we do become silent, we're uncomfortable because yeah. we can finally hear ourselves. But I love being alone. I love being in silence. I never put the TV or the radio on when I'm alone. I used to be really scared of it as a kid. And I Me think too. that's because I was so clear audience. I didn't know it. Like I was just hearing all these things and it would be like behind me, like talking at me. And as soon as I got a Walkman, I was just like listening to music literally nonstop because I was like trying to block these things out. But mm-hmm. now I'm like trying to turn it back up. You want to hear it? So that's interesting. You say things you're scared of because that's what we're going to be working on. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of explain to people what we're going to be doing and then we're going to get into it. And ideally we'll be here about 25 minutes, half an hour. So let's see how it goes. I'm very bad at, um, keeping time, but, um, so I asked Suzanne to do this with me. Suzanne is also a Reiki practitioner. So we're going to be bringing some energy through. You might feel things, you might experience things in your body. You might visualize the things that we're describing, or you might not, you might just be relaxed. You might fall asleep. All those things are normal. Um, but I encourage people to do this like sitting up or, you know, in on a couch or something, 
where you're somewhat um, lucid, get comfortable. But if you're going to lie down, you you probably will fall asleep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm just going to briefly explain what we're going to do and then we're going to get into it. Does that sound good, Suzanne? Sounds great. So tonight we're going to be doing a meditation, a healing journey based on the idea of like facing your fears. And we're really using like the landscape of Halloween and that energy of this time of year, costumes, remembering nostalgia, all those kinds of feelings. We're really using that as like the landscape for us to receive these healings tonight. So we're really going to use the idea of like facing your fears. Suzanne's going to be taking us through a guided visualization. So you're going to be describing things to us to picture in your mind. If you've never done that and you feel like it's hard, it's okay. The I always just tell people, if you get distracted, just focus on your breathing. That's all you need to do. And again, you might feel energy flowing through you. So you might feel tingly or cold or anything weird comes up send me an email (laughs) I got you but um Suzanne's gonna take us through it and then at the end I'm gonna um have us do a little bit of like a clearing around those fears and is there anything you want to share about it before we start um no I I based it on um you know I call the deep dark things within us the basement, you know, after all this healing work I do, I think my basement's clear. And then I find a box under the stairs that I didn't realize was there and there's things in it. So I I based that on, on that idea. Um, I recently went back to my childhood home after 25 years um, of somebody else living in it um, and revisited it. And, you know, I had some attachment to it and, I released that and it was really unexpected. Um, It really healed a lot of inner child for me and a lot of things that were kind of stuck. So I think revisiting old places, um, good memories or not, they're important to revisit um, with the memory that we visited them with. Meaning, you know, if we were young, um, go back. Uh, it's important to remember who we've been because we can't become who we're meant to be until we remember who we were and um, move through through that stuff if there's anything that we haven't released. So I just thought this would be a fun way of, um, and, a, and a therapeutic way to, to kind of move through old memories and releasing fears because a lot of our fear is rooted through our inner child experiences. Yeah. 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 And I've been talking a lot about the root chakra recently going through that on the podcast. And that is a lot about like these fears, these primal kind of things are in within us. And a lot of that is like established. Yeah. In our, within our inner child. So that's kind of like when we're born to like 12, 13 years old, a lot of that energy stays stagnant in the body. And when we're not addressing those fears, they can show up in many different ways. So maybe Suzanne's scared of Michael Myers, but it's really showing up in her life in other ways. So um, tonight we're just going to be kind of using the visualization as a tool. And yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be cool. Let's do it. 
So I'm just going to open up the space and then um, I'll have you start and then I'll just close out. I think when you are talking, I'm just going to mute myself if there's like weird noise in the background. Okay. Um, so Do we want music? Um, I don't think so because I put on music on Zoom sometimes and then it just, you can't hear it very well. I get it. Um, and we're going to send Reiki through this as well, correct? Yes. So I'm just going to have you with me. Close your eyes, Suzanne. And if you want, you can bring your hand to your heart or bring your hands into Gosho prayer position. And we just ask to open up healing Reiki energy to support this meditation here tonight. Any energy that we move or shift for myself or Suzanne or for anyone listening, we ask that energy to be released into the highest heaven to be transformed into usable energy. We ask to open up a portal through all time and space. So that any energy that we shift is able to be released out that portal. It cannot stay within this space or within this recording. And we call in our angels and our guides to support us with this work here tonight. Just imagine yourself envisioned in a big glass pillar of light. And it's shining all around you, protecting you, shielding you. So know that any energy that we move in today, that you are shielded, you are protected, and you are only receiving what is for your highest good in this moment. So be it, so it is. Okay. So are you ready? Ready. All right, I'm just going to mute myself and I'll come back on when it's my time. (laughs) Okay, get comfortable. Close your eyes. Feel the earth beneath your body. Take a deep breath. Filling your belly with air. Exhale and release. Take another deep breath in, a little deeper than before. Exhale. Sink a little more into the earth beneath you. Take one more deep breath in. And as you exhale, feel your body beginning to totally relax from the top of your head down to your eyes past your nose relax your jaw Relax your shoulders all the way down your arms, right to your fingertips. Relax your chest area. 
your belly, your hips, relax through your thighs, your knees, down to your ankles, through your feet, and right down to the tips of your toes. You are walking down a neighborhood street, a street that is familiar to you. It is nighttime. The sky is a deep blue, almost black. As you walk along, you can feel the pavement under your feet mixed with the sound of rustling leaves. The night air is crisp and the smell of autumn is in the air. It smells sweet, but mixed with dirt and dry leaves and the faint smell of a campfire. As you walk along the street, There are many houses on each side of the street. They are well lit. Halloween decorations are abundant on porches and front steps. There are jack-o'-lanterns, skeletons, spiders. Cobwebs and colorful lights are strewn in bushes. As you approach the cul-de-sac of this street, you notice your surroundings begin to get darker. The ground beneath your feet turns to dirt and stone. You find yourself on what seems like a long dirt driveway. There is a house at the very end of this long dirt driveway. It's a house you know, a house you may have lived in or one you visited often as a child. The house is dark. There are no lights on not inside, not outside. You approach the front of the house and take the steps to the front door. Pause and look at the front door. Note the color, the material it's made of, 
and the details of the doorknob. Find the doorbell and ring the doorbell. Hear the sound of the ring echo through the house from the outside of the door. There is no answer. Look under the doormat for a key. Pull up the doormat and feel around the dark steps. Find the cold metal of the key with your hand. Put the key in the lock and open the door. Take your time. It is dark. The lock snaps and the door is unlocked. The door creaks as it opens and you step inside the house. It is pitch black inside the house. You know this house. You've lived in it or you visited it many times. Feel around the entryway walls for a light switch. You find one. Flip the switch. There is still no light. Feel around as you make your way down the entry hall. The hardwood floors creak under your feet. Up ahead, the moonlight is shining through a window, giving you a little bit of light. You see a door. What does it look like? Open the door. It is still very dark in front of you. You, se you sense it as a basement. See the stairs and the darkness below you. The mustiness of the basement hits your nose. Feel around for a light switch. You find one and flip it. A bare light bulb hanging on a wire comes on at the bottom of the steps. Make your way down the narrow stairs. You know where you are going. You've been here before. Walk down the stairs. Hold on to the handrail as you make your way slowly down the stairs. 
they are creaky and narrow. When you reach the bottom of the stairs, turn right. You are entering a part of the basement that you know, but you have not been there for a very, very long time. In fact, it's been so long that you're surprised how much you remember about it as you stand there in this moment. Walk toward the back of the room and stop. Laying in the darkness, deep in the basement, hiding but covered up by some old curtains, is the box. You continue to remember why you are here. There is writing scribbled on the box with a black Sharpie. It says, fears. This is why you are here. To open the box of fears. Take a step forward, drag the box out from under the stairs, and open it. And I invite you to take a few deep breaths, just breathing in through your nose, exhale out your mouth. A familiar feeling, a familiar feeling, a pit in your stomach, and something inside of you feels like slightly uncomfortable with this box in front of you, but you know there's also something in there for you, so when you're ready, Imagine yourself peeking inside and seeing what's in the box. And inside of this box is all these different old aspects of yourself. Different costumes, different masks that you have worn, both literally and figuratively, but there's one special costume in that box for you to put on tonight. So you can imagine yourself sifting through the box and finding something very special.
I'm pulling that item out of the box. And for each of you, this item might look different. Maybe it's a robe or a mask or a piece of jewelry. But it's connected to a part of you, a part of you that you might be too scared to face or too scared to show to others. And although you feel kind of uncomfortable, you also know what a relief it will be to finally acknowledge these things, to finally release these fears. And when you're ready in your mind, you can imagine yourself putting on this item of clothing, this costume, this mask. And at first, it's, it feels very weird. You might feel cold. Or confused. But as you draw this item closer to you, as you place it on your body, something changes in the room. And from the corner, you see a bright light turn on. This is the brightest light you feel like you've ever seen. And you're trying to locate where it's coming from, but you don't see any lamps or any windows. You just see this almost blinding light moving towards you and taking up a larger and a larger amount of space in the room. This light moving closer to you, you start to feel a sense of calm, of peace. This light begins to shine on you and all around you. Leaving you with the sense of 
safety, of protection. And with this new energy surrounding you, you feel comfortable enough to look in the mirror and to face those fears directly. And with the help of this light, you can see the staircase once again as you walk up those tiny stairs and back into the living room. You know exactly where you're going. Guided by this light, you find the bathroom. And you see in front of you is a large mirror. And you take a look at yourself. What is it that you fear? What part of yourself are you too afraid to see, to know, to remember. We'll stay here a moment as you look into your reflection. Meeting the fears within. You feel a sensation of relief. It's okay to let go. And as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you can see this costume, you can see this mask begin to fade away as you meet your truest authentic self in the mirror. And when you feel that relief, you feel something has shifted inside of you. 
Continuing to stare into your own reflection, your light becomes brighter and brighter behind you. And that truest soul version of self shines brighter and brighter. And you hear something in the other room, you hear someone walking through the front door, you hear familiar voices and laughter. As the lights turn on in the whole house now. And you're surrounded by love, the absence of fear, and you feel more and more comfortable. And the voices are getting closer and closer. as you're greeted by your loved ones in spirit. Perhaps family or friends, maybe your spirit guides, your angels. And they greet you with such love. And you're unsure of what you were even afraid of in the first place. As all these feelings of joy are pumped through your body, pumped through the space. I'm just listening if there's any messages they want to share with you here tonight.
And in the distance, in the other room, you start to hear the phone ring. And you know it's for you. You walk over to the phone, pick it up, and it's your best friend, your family, your partner, whoever you love the most in this moment. And they're on the other line. They're asking you if you're ready, if you're ready to go out. You have your costume ready. You're ready to have fun tonight. And you know you're ready, but you don't need a costume anymore. You don't need to hide behind any masks. Be any different than who you truly are. As you go out amongst the bright lights and the music and the candy, going out as your truest self, your highest self, without fear and only love. And when you're ready, you can imagine yourself back on that porch, this time the light's shining bright. As you step out, of the house, saying goodbye to all the spirits that came for you, giving thanks to yourself for showing up, for being willing to release, and you can imagine yourself walking down those steps back onto the street as you join the night. I'm just going to have us take a few more deep breaths. Breathing in through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. When you're ready, you can come back to your body, all the way back to your body. You can slowly begin to move till you're ready to open your eyes. I think we should just do a quick energy clearing if you wanna do it with me. Yeah, do you wanna put your witch hat on? Oh yeah. (laughs) We were gonna wear costumes and we forgot. 
Because we don't need we them. Don't, we don't need them anymore. It's our metaphor. But I really like. <laughs> we're gonna wear them anyway. <laughs> you can't see my full hat. Oh, yours is so cool. Mine has a bow on it. Oh, that's so cute. That's pretty. It's a pretty hat. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. Uh, I do too. I love mine. I love yours. It's beautiful. Thank you. I got it like yes. at Target or some shit. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I got a few years ago at like either Spirit or Target or something like that. But it's lasted. I got mine in Salem. Massachusetts. I love it so much. And they it's had like psychedelic. Yeah, it's it's like Poochie Witch. I call it Poochie Witch. I love that. Um, but they had they had all different kinds. Just, they don't make them anymore. This one woman, local woman, made them, and she made aprons to match. Oh, that's so really cute. cute. So um, that was awesome. Thank you so much for doing that with me. I just wanted to do like a little clearing. Um, so what I do is I'll just go from the top to the bottom. Um, but we don't have to do the same thing. <laughs> um, but I just think, you know, my intention is having people kind of bring these ideas forward of like what they're kind of releasing. So if anyone has like intentions, they could write them down or just thinking about them of like things they want to let go of. And that can be centered around fear or whatever. Um but I thought we could just do like a quick cleanse. So I'm just going to do it in silence. So maybe we'll do like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So for those listening, all you you can just focus on your breath. I think it's good, actually. Um, cool. Yeah, they had me do something different. The They're just showing me... Uh, they're calling it Reset Template. So it looks like some kind of... Um, how to explain this? It looks like a children's map. I don't know how to explain it. Like, have you ever seen a map, but it's like a kid's version where there's not tons of 
yeah. um, details. <laughs> That's like kind of what it looks like to me, like little squiggly lines. And then there are certain points that are have to be shifted. Yeah. The map that makes sense. So map, right? Um and you know, listen, when you when you heal the past, you shift the present and you change the future. Yes. So there you go. Truth. Yeah, it's like um if you were to put like a hole, it looks like a hole punch to me. Like there's like little, if you have a three ring binder, there's little hole punches and they have to be punched in the same spot to line up correctly. That's what it looks like to me. Like we're moving the little holes. So they line up correctly. So I can turn the pages without ripping out the paper. That's an excellent. That's the visual that I'm receiving. (laughs) Which makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's a really clear metaphor. Yeah. For alignment. Moving down a little bit. Changing, shank, fifth, Yeah, because you remember like when you would punch holes. I don't know if you if like when I was in high school and you and you we'd go in the office because that was the only place you get a hole punch. And you'd punch the holes. If you didn't do it right, it wouldn't fit correctly. Exactly. In, in the notebook. So it's important to make sure. And then you have to, sometimes you had to punch them twice to get them right. Here we are, punch them twice. Just a little extra punch. (laughs) And then they do make those um, little stickers if you fuck it up too many times. Do they still make those? I don't know if anyone uses three ring binders anymore, but if they do. Yep. Well, amazing. Um, thank you. How did the, how did the last part feel for you? You know, it was really interesting. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I pulled out the Michael Myers mask I left on the floor. Um, and I pulled out a Glinda. I kept seeing it before I even opened the box. It was pink and it was a Glinda costume. So it's like, she's a good witch. I just saw, I have a magnet of her and I just pulled it out earlier today. Did you really? Of course I did. I did. <laughs> and then I was back in my childhood home. So what's interesting is before we started tonight that people don't know about, you mentioned my dad. My dad is in spirit. And you said, I feel like he wants to come through. I felt him a lot <clears throat> in here. When he passed, I had a dream that about a week later, and he called me to tell me he was okay. And that was really like the, how I used to speak with him because my parents were divorced and he wasn't allowed in the house. Not for anything reason. It was just because it was a whole separate thing. So he um, called the house phone. He would call me every day. So when you said the phone rings and, and it was him. And that's, I really, and I didn't plan that, Suzanne. I was just listening, just seeing what. They wanted me to say. Yeah, so I knew that was a little way. I got chills. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah, for me, I was seeing like, well, when you described it to me before we started, I was seeing my friend from high school's house that I would go smoke weed at. But then when you took us through it, I was in 
one of my childhood homes, I don't remember, I moved a lot, so I don't like remember which one it was, but it was in Connecticut. And I remember one Halloween, my grandma came to visit and she, we made, um, and she's still alive, but um, we made skeletons, like a DIY project out of, I don't know if you've ever done it, but like you make them out of old, like milk cartons and stuff, like the big plastic gallon jugs and you can cut them out and you can make a skeleton. And um, I have, I have like a very distinct memory of doing that with my grandma, but in, I was in that basement and I could see, I remember the water heater thing so distinctly in there. And I remember I would, I hung the skeleton on the water heater and my dad was like, you can't do that because it's going to melt or whatever. So I was like seeing that in my vision. And then when we took the box part open, I felt like it, the costume for me looked like some kind of like Pharaoh or something. It was like golden, like like a very cheesy costume of a Pharaoh where with this fake snake head kind of thing. That's what I was seeing. Wow. <laughs> um, but I'm curious to go back and listen to it because I like to do that work because I feel like it's easier to drop in. And I did a lot. I, I did Reiki the whole time. I could feel it. Could you? My hands were really warm. They still are very warm. And I was very guided on emotional healing um, symbol. Um, Seheki. Twice. So, you know, it really hit the inner child for sure. That's nice. It's good. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And please let us know how that was for y'all. And if you want to do Reiki with Suzanne, you can, I'll put your email in the um, show notes and your Instagram so people can find you. They want to do a session or um, you teach classes as well. And yeah, I love that. We, Suzanne and I are talking about maybe doing some kind of event. So if this sounds fun to you guys, please let me know because I want to know. But um, something where we did readings for people, um, some kind of energy healing circle type of thing. So if that sounds fun, please tell us and then we'll play. Sounds fun to me. It will be fun either way, but I like to get people's feedback. (laughs) So, well, anything else you want to share with us, Suzanne, before we close? No, I think we're good. I think we're, I think the circle is complete. Yes. Yeah. Again, any energy that we moved or shifted, we have to be released calling your energy back to you, calling my energy back to me, everyone's energy back to them. So be it, so it is. Well, thank you. And then this will come out right before Halloween. So I'll let you know. And yeah, thank you so much. I loved it. Thank you. That was really fun. All right, y'all. See you in the next one. For listening to the Angel Face Magic Hour. To support the show, you can donate to us through the link in our show notes. Please give us a rating and a review, a little five-star magic on Apple and Spotify. This allows our voice to be shared to the greater public. I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. Follow us on Instagram at angelface and dot grace. See you next week.